I was thinking this morning as I was up early at about, again, 4.30 a.m., I swear the Lord doesn't need any sleep. He keeps waking me up really early, and so I get inspiration from the Lord for the programs that we're going to do. And I was just thinking about how it just seems, I don't know if you've ever had times in your life when all hell is breaking loose. It's like everything's going wrong. You're in a battle. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to turn. And you're just feeling desperate. And that's that's really what came to my my mind. It's kind of like like Moses when he was he had just delivered the people out of Egypt with signs, wonders, and miracles. And now he's trapped with about two million people between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army coming down their neck. I mean, they can't go any further back. Their back's against the wall. The enemy's breathing down their neck. And God did provide a pillar of fire to stand between them and Pharaoh's army. But I think there are many people out there who today feel like they're between the Pharaohs, the army of Pharaoh and the Red Sea. They don't know what to do. They're feeling panicked. And um, I just want you to know today that, that God is with you and he loves you. This is Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail. This is what's really been laying on my heart that um, this is what God is doing today. And I have Vera on the program again with me today. Say hi, Vera. Hi, everyone. You know, when she was on before, she talked about uh, a story of God's protection uh, that she witnessed when she was in Germany. And and, uh, here we have the Israelites. They witnessed the ten plagues of Egypt. And now they find themselves in another situation. I mean, a pretty bad situation. Pharaoh had a big army, and they're not coming because they want to be friends. They're coming to bring the Israelites back to Egypt if they can get them. And so I don't know, you know, what you're facing, but I'm going to talk about really raising up the standard. It's time to raise up the standard especially if you find yourself in a real battle and you really believe in your heart that that battle has a spiritual component to it. So I really want to talk about today. I love uh, Exodus twenty three twenty. It says, See, I am sending an angel ahead of you to guard you along the way and to bring you to a place I have prepared. Man, I like that. Think about that. And that that you say when you were... Uh, on the Autobahn in Germany and sliding out of control, it had to be an angel that saved you? Yes. Tell that story again, what happened in Germany. So we were just driving. It's uh, It was winter time, so the roads were pretty slippery. And um, Tell them what the Autobahn is, first of all. How uh, the, fast can you go? Well, there's parts on the Autobahn where you can go as fast as, as you want to go. But, of course, it depends where you are at. But um, So, yeah, it was during the winter time. My, my dad was driving... And we were, I was still a kid. We were in the car with him. And um, we. I think we were going too fast. And we just, you know, we was um, sliding a little bit. But it could have been much worse. And I know that it must have been an angel. And when I talk to my dad now, he will still remind me of that story. Because he says, you know, there's been at least two times where we could have been in a bad accident. But angels protected us so we pray for protection every morning when i get into the car with my kids now i pray for protection 
You know, I was in a little red prelude, which is a real little car, and it's not good on snow. It was in the winter. I was in Elegant County. I was in the town of Elegant. And I come up over this hill really slow because at the bottom of the hill is a really busy street. And as I began to go down the other side, my car began sliding sideways. And then I looked ahead of me, and a snowplow was coming up the road. And I'm like, help me, Jesus. And I honestly shut my eyes because I thought that plow was going to hit me. And somehow we missed the plow. Then there was the bottom of the hill because I thought I was going to slide right out on that busy street. But I stopped about an inch before that busy street. I mean, just in the nick of time, I'm like, oh, my word, you know. And so it's it's good to know that God sends his angels. You know, but here's the thing. Sometimes we don't realize they're with us or we might think, where are they? Because it seems like where's God when everything is going on and what inspired me about this message was I was reading in my devotional time out of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 5 through 10. This really stuck out to me. This is Paul talking about everything he went through. He said, In beatings, imprisonments, and riots, in hard work, in sleepless nights, and hunger, in purity, understanding, uh, patience, kindness, in the Holy Spirit, and sincere love, in truthful speech, and in the power of God, with the weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. I kind of like that. That stood out to me today. Through glory and dishonor, bad report, good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet we're not killed, sorrowful yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, and yet possessing everything. I I tell you what, I had to read that a couple of times this morning. Mm -hmm. Weapons of righteousness in the right hand and in the left. Now, this is Paul speaking about everything that he had went through. I mean, I am so glad that I haven't gone through what Paul went through. I don't know if I'd survive it. He not only survived, he said he possessed everything. Mm-hmm. What stands out to you in that scripture, Vera, as you, re- as you hear that scripture? I mean, I love this, this scripture. And just, he has gone through so much. He's been on in beatings, imprisonments, riots, anything. And, and still, he remains with God and and just testifies to him. That's just I just love Paul. <laughs> he didn't even did he say shipwrecked? Because he was like shipwrecked three different times. Yeah. And um, so what I'm going to share with you, if you're going through it a hard time or it seems like all hell is breaking loose in your life, I got some scriptures that I want to read and then talk about a little bit that I think will be encouraging to you. And you say, well. Well, why just read scriptures? How is that helpful? Well, Psalm 103 verse 20 says, Praise the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who who obey his word. So here's what happens if people don't realize this. You know, we don't have the ability to command angels. But when we declare a scripture, the angels go and do what that scripture is declaring on our behalf. So if you want to know how to fight with the angels on your side, 
You fight with God's word. That's why the word of God is called the sword of the spirit. And so I hope what I'm about uh, to quote um, really helps you. You want to read uh, Isaiah 54, 17? Yes, yeah, sure. No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and this is their vindication from me, declares the Lord. So according to this scripture, when we read it, what do the angels do for us? First of all, they go and they break every weapon formed against you, and they refute every tongue that rises up against you. So they go and they begin to dismantle and stop the weapons of the enemy. Then another great scripture I love is 1 John 3, 8b. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's works. Oh my goodness. You like that one, Vera? Yes, I love it. Do you know that word destroy in the Greek? Do you know what that means? No. It means to destroy to the point as if it never existed in the first place. I mean, that's total destruction and annihilation of the enemy's works. And so, man, uh, can we see the enemy work in today's world? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It seems like he's all over. Can you read Isaiah 59, 19? Yes. Um, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in, in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Now, I particularly like this message. So, the angels of the Lord here, when they hear this scripture, they go and they rise up or they raise up a standard against the enemy. Think about that. What's a standard, Vera? It's like a sign. That you hold up. They hold up a standard. Do you know what I believe the standard is? No. The blood of Jesus. So the angels, uh, by the way, if there's anyone that knows how to fight, the angels know how to fight. And by the way, our Jesus is an undefeated champion. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a skirmish. And so one of the names of Jesus is that he is the captain of the Lord of hosts. So it's Jesus himself that leads the angelic armies. And so he not only destroys the devil's works, the angels will raise up a standard. Because when you quote the scripture, it's the angels going out to do battle on your behalf. I love Matthew chapter 11, verse 12. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. And the violent take it by force. When I read this scripture, what comes to me is, it's time for us to rise up and take our authority. This is not a time to lay back. It's not a time to set down. This is the time to get up, to fight, to quote God's word in the face of your circumstance, to call the things that are not as though they already are. And so I love this. You love this scripture, Vera? Yes, I do. So when you read this, the violent take it by force, what does that mean to you? Well, that they do it the world's way. The, you know, the devil does it 
by force with violence but we have a different way with our lord and our god well yes so the devil is definitely violent and he comes against us but he's no match for jesus and the kingdom of god i love deuteronomy 32 30 how could one chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight so we always quote if one can put a thousand to flight two can put ten thousand so if you're in a battle it's good for you to get together with somebody and pray and stand in agreement and pray for whatever miracle. Maybe you have a mountain in your life that you're speaking at, but it's good to get together to pray. Vera, you want to read Matthew 18, 18 through 20? Of course. Verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, I shall be done for the, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Hey, Vera, would you like to read Matthew 18, 18 through 20? Yes, I'd love to. Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. Wow, I like that. Now this scripture reminds me, on earth as it is in heaven. So of the Lord's Prayer. This is one of my favorite. You love this scripture? Yes. What stands out to you in this scripture, Vera? How much power we have when we stand together and believe for something and pray together. So whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. I love that. So here's what you got to understand. When you're praying this for families and friends, when you're praying against the enemy and, and you're doing it as a group and you're binding the enemy, he's not only bound on earth, he's bound. Yeah. He's bound. Yeah. And then you can also loose, ask God to loose the Holy Spirit to minister to people that you're praying for. Uh, and here you see the power of the prayer of agreement. Wouldn't you say, Vera? Yes, Absolutely. What I like the most about that prayer, you know what it is? What? When there's two of us, Jesus is with us. <gasps> Wait a minute. You and I make two. Mm -hmm. So Jesus is on the broadcast today. Yeah. And then how about all those that are listening saying, yes, I needed to hear this word today. So if you're in a um, battle, um, you want to make sure that you find some time to find something to pray with. I love Matthew sixteen eighteen. This is one of my favorite verses. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So the, the rock on which Jesus is talking about here is the rock of revelation that Jesus is the Christ. So in other words, the word Christ means Messiah, anointed one the way, the truth, and the life, suddenly Peter realized, wow, I know who Jesus is. 
He's Messiah. And it's upon that, it's upon that revelation that Jesus promises the gates of hell will never prevail against the true church and against the kingdom of God. So that that's a, that's a, an amazing uh, scripture, I think. Would you like to read Romans 8, 11, Vera? And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. Yes. So the Bible says the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you and me. I often marvel at that so many times because as believers, have you ever felt like you had a power shortage? Like, like you wish you were operating under more power as far as the Holy Spirit goes? Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you can all relate to that, right? But the Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. And how much power is that? Unlimited. Unlimited, life-changing, transformation, transformational, butt-kicking power. That's what that's like. And I think, really, that was the advantage the disciples had as they spent three years with Jesus. They watched Jesus operate in that power, and then they became a part of that. They knew what it was like. So, um, Another great scripture is uh, Proverbs 6. Verses 30 to 31, um, I just want to say it like this. The, the Bible says that when the thief is caught, he must repay seven times everything that he's tried to steal from people. And so maybe you feel like you've went through uh, some bad circumstances and you've lost a lot of things. We can pray that God would begin to pay you back for the things that you've lost. And so I love that. Proverbs 6, verses 30 and 31. And then, Vera, you want to read Revelation 12, 11? Yes. Um, they triumphed over him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. You know what word I love in that scripture? No. Triumph. No, it's not the first motorcycle mentioned in the Bible. You know, the Bible says that Joshua's triumph was heard throughout the land. That was one. By the way, I have bad humor, but but they triumphed over him. They triumphed by the blood and by their testimony, and then that leads me right into Colossians two fifteen, having disarmed powers and authorities, he meaning Jesus made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So in this scripture. Jesus beat the devil so bad. Here is the picture in the in the Greek language. He's got the devil and his demons all stripped bare and chained up behind him. And he's walking into an amphitheater in a victory march with the enemy totally defeated. The trouble is today the enemy wants you to think that he is so alive and well that he's the one that's triumphed. But I've really got some good news. You want some good news, Vera? Yes, please. Would you like some really good news? Yes. I have read the end of the book. Mm-hmm. We win. He loses. And I just love that fact. And then um, another great scripture, if you're in a battle, is Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Would you like to read that? Yes. Armor of God, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. 
Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist with a breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the, so the word of God. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I really love this scripture. It talks about the full armor of God. And if you've never heard that scripture before, that would be worth taking a look at. That when we are praying and in the secret place of God, he has a way of protecting us. And if you're in a battle right now, sometimes a fight takes a little while and you have to stay strong in the Lord. And in his mighty power until you see the victory that you're looking for. Vera, you want to lift up a prayer for those that are in a battle right now that God would give them uh, strength? Yes, I'd love to. Lord, you see where everyone is in their life right now. And I uh, I pray for all the listeners today with the battle that that, ha that they have going on, that you will show them your mighty power, that they will see your love for them. Give them wisdom and revelation and give them the tools they need to fight against the evil one. Lord, I ask that you will give them victory over the battles that they are fighting right now, that they will take it step by step, but that they know that you are with them with every step that they do take. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. That was a good prayer. Look, if you're listening to this, I hope that you'll take the time to share this broadcast with a friend or let them know when you heard it. And many times it's at Saturdays at 1 a.m., but in the future it might be on Fridays too. But but uh, let them know that Healing Begin is a great program to listen to. I hope that it has encouraged you in your faith. And this program was brought to you by Family Tree Medical of Hastings, Michigan. And I want to leave you with this thought. The Bible says we are to fight the good fight of faith and that we are not to grow weary in well-doing for in due season we will reap a harvest if we faint not. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. Healing Begins is brought to you by Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. 
We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. We are not a church, but a healing ministry based out of a doctor's office, and my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson. Maybe you're looking for a chance to donate somewhere. You have some money and you'd like to make a donation? Well, we are a great place to donate. Go to our website, www.spiritualcareconsultants.com, and click on Donate, or you can make your checks out to Spiritual Care Consultants and mail them to Spiritual Care Consultants, 1375 West Green Street, Suite 1, Hastings, Michigan, 49058. Most of all, I want to thank you for your prayers and all your support, and I want to say thank you for listening to Healing Begins.